Welcome to Film Club. Now playing Godzilla. You like Huey Lewis on the news? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That's a bingo. Not the beast! No, not the button! I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play! Milk was a bad choice. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Jake first, you last. There is no try. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Stuff that dreams are made of. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Excellent. It's not a tumor. Idiot. Hello, Poppy. Ask me about my winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My man. Hello and welcome. My name is Jackson, and never alongside me but always with us is Carl, Sean, and Drew. Without further ado, let's get right into it. So, leading us off, we have Andrew Spielberg. Let's take you back. To a bygone era, the 1950s, specifically 1954. One decade after the Second World War, the Nazis have been defeated and communism is on the rise. Society has already seen its first giant monster film in the form of 1933's King Kong. But it was time for Japan to throw its hat in the ring. And they came out swinging with Godzilla. It's a cautionary tale about the dangers of nuclear weaponry and the harmful effects radiation has on the innocent human beings. After a few ships are mysteriously destroyed and a large chunk of Odo Island is obliterated, the government sends paleontologist Yamane, who is accompanied by his daughter Imiko and her not-fiancé Ogata to investigate the islanders' claims. They are met with a giant radioactive footprint and soon come face to face with the monster itself. Nothing can seemingly kill Godzilla. Oh no. Oh my. He's even impervious to the H-bomb, as noted by everything about him, including his breath. Hugh Imiko's fiance, Dr. Sirozawa, a sane, mad scientist with an eye patch he received from fighting in the war. He's created a device that can suck out all the oxygen from an unknown quantity of water, causing whatever is in its path to asphyxiate and die. Will our team of heroes be able to stop the king of all monsters from destroying Japan, or will he obliterate the small country and next, the world? Now, I don't know about you guys, um, but I watched both the 94, or the 54 and the 56 version. And I, I think like the, the American 56 version does at least a decent job in 1950s standards of bring, adapting that story for an American audience. Now, it's we, actually, we it's a very it, interesting, it's, it's an interesting thing too, just because they made a whole new movie just c- like clipping pieces from the Japanese one. It's, very, it's an interesting yeah. watch, but yeah, the Japanese one's definitely way better. Uh, so what, what did you guys think of Godzilla, the original Kaiju? This is a movie, I was thinking about it because when we watched Psycho, I'm like, this would have been an amazing one to see in theaters, not knowing anything. I feel like Godzilla would have been a great one to see in theaters for 1954, just because you mentioned King Kong, and I feel like this is another epic, one of those first like big epic things, and just, I don't know, like the special effects by nowadays are very cheesy and kind of go into the was it the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer type areas as such? I think one of my biggest gripes is the eyeballs are horrible. Get those eyeballs off of Godzilla. <laughs> he looks so bad. 
but like it's good it's fun like the miniatures are fun like this is it's there's something pure about it which i really really like i think the only miniature the miniature i have a problem with is the helicopter because it literally looks like a miniature (laughs) everything else i'm like all right that's believable enough but the helicopter was a little bit too it's too far in the wrong direction there's one with the car too and then the airplanes you see all the string well, like it's that's part of the charm of it. It's the eyeballs for me. It's really the eyeballs look bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, I had that issue with uh, with Shin Godzilla as well. I thought his eyes were a bit goofy, but like, mm. but like that was like the idea. Like the idea is that like um, just from like you know doing research. I don't think I for one. I don't think I knew that King Kong came first. So I thought that's uh, a while. So that's a twenty years. Yeah, like yeah. by a couple of like. Yeah, like twenty years. I had no idea. I really enjoyed it. I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen like the the full uh, Japanese version in like years. I have memory of like the American version and all that kind of stuff. And I remember like Steve Martin showing up in it and stuff like that. But I, I don't remember seeing the 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 full Japanese version like ever. And it's like it holds up as like a good sci-fi movie. Obviously, the the effects can be like a little bit dated and stuff like that. But it's like it's like got kind of everything. With it, I don't think I knew about like the kind of like love triangle drama. I don't remember that at all, and I thought that was it's, like that doesn't really exist in the American thing. version. Like, She's engaged. Yeah, to that's the, the scientist actually in the American one. It's weird. And it's like when I was a kid, I had no time for any of the human stories at all. <laughs> uh, I didn't care for it. I would just like kind of do whatever, and then when the monsters came on, I was like, oh yes, this is what I'm here for have no idea what the story is. And then I ended up over quarantine, I just went on a Godzilla tear uh, and just watched like a bunch of the the other era movies. Like I watched the, I think Invasion of the Astro Monster today. What is that? Um, it's uh, Godzilla, Rodan and King Ghidorah. And let me let me give you a brief su- summary of the. Of so the, you got, you're like you're like there. deep into Godzilla. Like, have you seen, how many have you seen? Oh, I'm, I think I've seen it all of them at least once or have tried to see all of them them at least once that's so many Godzilla. just about so it was really nice to come back to like the original because basically like the way most of the the continuity works is you see the first one and then everything seems to just tie to the first one you don't really need to see if you've seen the first Mm -hmm. one you're good for everything really okay only a couple have like an actual continuity maybe so like i know like the three eras there's the so there's the original, there's the Showa era, which is like, you know, the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, Haisai era, which is like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. What's what's um, separating these eras? Why are they called and, these and the, Like what's, uh, is there any like distinguishing ones? Yeah, they would basically yeah, just get to a point changes. where like Godzilla movies weren't making, they would make a bunch and then they would kind of give Godzilla a break for like five or 10 years okay. and then come back to it. It would be different, like totally. So the high say Godzilla is movies live with Godzilla. They lay dormant for a little bit, then they spring up again. <laughs> it's kind of it. Like once they stop making like money or like becoming like really profitable, they would like give them a break for a little while, and then oh, they yeah. would come back to them like a little bit later. Okay. But it's like I can go on and on for Godzilla forever. So I loved coming back to the original. I loved. Uh, I thought the story, like the human aspect of it, is like oh, like they're playing it like they're all playing it really straight. So it's like a really good 
it's a really good formula for like a good B movie. It falls in like some B movie tropes and stuff like that. Like not all the characters are like well developed. Like Sirizawa kind of comes in and he's like, oh, he's also married or he's like got a fiance. But like other than that, we don't really know a lot about him. And he regrets. Yeah, we only see him originally for that brief moment stuff. before they get left off, uh, before they leave on the boat. Like yeah. he's just kind of there on. Well, the humans in this are better than a lot of the humans yeah. in the Godzilla movies that I've seen. Most like, absolutely. Like most of the time, a yeah. Godzilla well, movie, like the humans are the worst part. Like it'd be so cool to have a Godzilla movie where he's yeah. the actual main character. But again, it's one of those you don't want to like give too much of it away. It's always then it's just all Godzilla moments. But we're like I feel like a lot of these type of yeah. movies. Grant, I haven't seen a lot of Godzilla movies. A lot of these movies, because I like the Jason movies a lot. The Jason movies, even if a movie isn't good, it'll still have like two or three great moments in it. Like Jason X, by all means, a horrible movie, but he has a oh. kill where he freezes a girl's face and then smashes yeah. her face on the counter and destroying it. And yeah. it's an unbelievable kill. So I feel like all Godzilla movies, even if they're shitty, will still have like a couple moments where you're like, oh yeah, no, yeah. I, remember, I remember two or three things from that movie that are really good. I will... I'll 100% attest to that, that any any Godzilla movie that I've watched has like a moment or two in it that's just like, oh, this was worth watching. Yeah. I, I think my only disappointed Godzilla film was the 2014 American film. It was very different. He's, he's barely in it. Watched that for the it focuses way too much on the human. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the, the that's, new, the, that's, that's what, that's what like, 54 does say, right, like, where 14 does not. Where it's like, they... You get your first yeah. glimpse of the Godzilla 20 minutes in. It's it just like shows up. Five just walks along uh, the destruction yeah. of the, the island. And then you see his head. Plus and the last full body from When there. he destroys Tokyo, that's a good like 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> he, he, he's destroying yeah, that city great. for a while. It's awesome. <laughs> then the guy in the suit just grabs the bridge and just flips <laughs> it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> That suit apparently was um, so hot that the guy would pass out at least once a day when they were filming. Do I also have, like, like Sean, have a weird special kinship with Godzilla? I grew up watching all of these movies. I had a parakeet named Rodan. <laughs> I later had a mouse named Mothra. So Godzilla has also always been a part of my genetic makeup. And... I remember when I was a kid, I used to love hearing my mom talk about watching TV in the 50s because my mom was born uh, December 14th, 1950. So she was watching TV in like the golden age of television. And I remember at a young age, her telling me how when Godzilla came out or when Mothra came out or when Rodan came out, it would play every night for twice in a row. So like you would just watch the same monster movie every day for a week. Like this was great. This was a great thing, you know, cause obviously you didn't have like, you know, there was no streaming or anything like that. Television was still like so fucking basic in the fifties. Um, so I just love the idea, especially with Godzilla in particular, that this movie obviously made people go wild in the theaters but it, it was also accessible for people at home in America, which I think is super, super wild. Mark, can I just say, what a fucking year for Takashi Shimura. Like this and Seven Samurai, two vastly superior films of that era, like just for yeah. Japan itself. Yeah, well, like this, is, this was done by the, in them. the Toho studio, I guess. They made this Seven Samurai and uh, like a bunch of movies that year. 
So like he probably was under contract with Toho. It's just like that guy fucking lucked out and yeah. like crushed both roles. Oh, I just had no idea that Seven Samurai did. Uh, that was also a Toho movie. Like, yeah. Right. I, Isn't that I, crazy? I think I vastly underestimated. I thought they just did like be like like monster movies, but they like I think they have like a huge reach in Japan. Way so, bigger than well, honestly, dude, they peaked with Godzilla versus Megalodon. Like, let's be serious here. Was that before yeah. or after uh, <laughs> uh, Mega Godzilla? Megalodon oh, is after. Like... You, you guys are throwing it's... fastballs Wait. past me. <laughs> Godzilla has to fight a robot version of Godzilla. Hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the best. Have you, haven't you ever seen uh, South Park when they go, Baburad, Baburad. Mayor, Barbara Streisand is- I noticed! But the yeah. thing that I like about this movie a... in particular is the doctor character, the professor. With the eye patch? Like, no, no, the professor, the guy who's like, who's saying like, we can't kill Godzilla, oh, like we should be the, studying the... him. <laughs> The Seven world, the, yes, the famous, yeah. the famous paleontologist of the of the time, of the time, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I find that to be so interesting that that character is in a movie in the fifties, just because, like, you know, like there was so much just like death and destruction in the world up until then, and it just seemed way easier to like go and kill something yeah. than it did to try and like study it. So to see that in a movie in another country in nineteen fifty six is like wildly interesting. I love when he goes in the room and is just sitting in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> um, Turn the light off. That's what I really liked about like this movie as well was the tone. It's like, it could have just been like a basic monster movie, but it plays into like fear and like nuclear, like war and all this kind of stuff. And like, even the creature itself, like during the rampage and stuff like that, it just seems like sad. Mm -hmm. it's destruction it's big and all that kind of stuff but like the tone comes across as like very like just very sad this is like just a, a little more than 10 years after they got bombed twice so yeah. it, they, they should be very yeah. serious and very like don't do this in their films just just to no, but I forgot, some, some, someone said it earlier too Because, but since everyone's taking it so seriously it really elevates like everything else if it was this was treated like a b movie like it's a monster movie but if it was treated like a b movie then the other parts wouldn't be as impactful and now godzilla godzilla movies are interesting because it's a monster movie but you're never like fully rooting for the humans to kill godzilla even though godzilla by all means yeah. is like destroying everything and i think you had mentioned it too where it's kind of sad because it's not like godzilla is like a victim of sorts because we bombed his home. Well, that, that's why that's why throughout the yeah. movies, the tone changes and you, we start rooting for Godzilla. He becomes the hero of the story yeah. as bigger, meaner monsters start trying to kill humankind. That's always it's like, an he, interesting he's the thing. In a lot of I, those films. Okay, so I haven't seen as many as you guys have naturally. In is every Godzilla is movie about people? Like the people trying to kill Godzilla, is that everyone? Not, not no, all. no, um, not all. Most, most of the time, it's just like Godzilla versus a monster. But like as eras kind of like change over, his role becomes different. His metaphor becomes 
like different. Godzilla's a really cool character, and like he's he so cool, evolves yeah. Behind, and like he's this whole thing, and like he represents nature. He represents the hubris of man. He represents like ah, yeah. I could just go on forever and ever. God. No, but on um, that, but he's but he's also but he's also just cool. Like perfect. he's this dinosaur that breathes fire, yeah. with his big ass tail. Like the that's just is fucking amazing. Well, I haven't the, seen the a lot of Godzilla of the, movies. The spikes on his back, yeah, right. The, those spikes on his back glow when he's about to breathe the fire, mm-hmm. and it's just like those little details that even in the original movie they have. There's like, a really just, funny moment yeah. when uh, when Godzilla picks up. Uh, what, my favorite miniature is the train. Yeah, uh, the train sequence when he's t- like, and and it's kind of amazing because there's like a lot of cuts happening where like you see the practical of them like inside the train car, then you see like the miniature of the train car, mm-hmm. then you see Godzilla Godzilla like stomp on the track and the train goes off the track and you see the train moving. But there's this hilarious moment where Godzilla picks up the train and puts it in his mouth, and then like obviously the suit wasn't like animatronic of any kind so when he spits out the thing you you can tell that the actor in the suit has to like turn his head really fast so like <laughs> so the train pops out of the mouth because it's just kind of like chilling there on the cheek uh, it just made me laugh really really hard i really like the uh the the, the fire breathing special effect when it hits the people and yeah. they basically disintegrate yeah like for a 1954 film Really solid. Re- yeah, it is really solid for for that. Decade. Well, it's one of those things too, where it's the effect itself isn't like wicked good, but you know exactly what's happened. It's it's storytelling. Like that effect isn't like effective, but it also is because you're like, oh, you just burned the shit out of those people. And I, I appreciate that. I can uh, I can look at a movie made back then and not think it sucks just because it was made back then. You know, it's like. I put my head, yeah, my, my, put my too. mind in the era. Okay, their special effects were not what they are today. They only had so much they could do, and it looks really good for what they could do. This movie invented Godzilla. And like, that's just, there's something about being like, like all the like I mentioned Jason earlier, but like you have Freddy, you have all these franchises, uh, Jason, Halloween, and they're based off of that one central character. And this is all built off of that one creature uh, in Tokyo Bay. And it's just, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's so cool to see this in theaters. It's like, oh, this you're about to like see one of the greatest movie monsters like for the first time. So that just would have been an all time thing to see. And they kill them off too, which which is even more impressive. Yeah. It's like they give a little out, like there could be more of these creatures out there, but they do kill off the monster. <laughs> like so, like if if this is the only one we have, we finish the story, which yeah. you you don't really get in today's film. Because this movie feels like it was it it's like more little... commentary about just with the war happening just ten years ago, and this is what like the dangers of H bombs like. That's very heavy and heady for a fucking monster movie. Like we messed with nature and now nature is messing with us. Godzilla is and Earth's like champion.
opening theme is amazing. It's always like it's been in, in like every Godzilla movie since. Um, and the theme is just like completely iconic. Like I just want to pay attention to it. The the sound in the movie was pretty interesting. I did watch it with headphones and I thought that the sound of Godzilla's roar was extremely mm-hmm. shocking. Well, like, so his design I, I is so cool and his roar is so cool too. So like Yeah. Everything came you know, together. Yeah. The and I think like the audio really sells like Godzilla as a thing. Like because like I mean, I, I'm trying to think about like even in the fifties, would you have been able like would you even though if you've never seen something like this before, would you still recognize that it's a guy in a suit? I can't really say yes or no, but <coughs> you're not gonna pay attention. I'd say no. I'd say no. Okay, yeah, yeah, so no. But if you're in a theater, the sound of those roars must have been so oh, loud. Yeah. And they probably had never had that before. Just the visceral effect of that yeah. amount of, yeah, the cacophony. The later, the later Godzilla's, it's more apparent that it's a guy in a suit because they show it more often. And he is fighting yeah. other creatures, so it feels very um, Power Rangers. In aren't, they in color too? aren't they in color, too? Yeah, and they're in color. They- I think the black and white hides a lot of so kinda, uh, stuff. They, yeah. they try to make Godzilla like a superhero, kind of a good guy, like friend to children and stuff like that. To make him less terrifying like he is in, like, say, the first one or any of the, like, the late 90s ones. Your friendly neighborhood. Um, they kind of, hu- they, they do humanize the suit a little bit to make him more of a, like, a little more agile. In Godzilla vs. Megalodon movie, he, like, he's so agile that he's able to uh, do a drop kick balancing only on his tail <laughs> and look yeah. at it is amazing it like a kangaroo so, basically <laughs> yeah like he does like a like a sliding do- drop kick on his tail <laughs> into uh i think gigan or something like that i, I really want to watch um, shin shin's dope so i've seen shin it's actually very similar to this one because this one it feels very realistic in i mean obviously a huge sea monster is not realistic but if it was to happen, I feel that this is similar to how it actually would go down in 1954. Yeah. They wouldn't believe it at first. They wouldn't know whether or not to tell the public. They then they just shoot it, shoot the fuck out of it using the army. And then finally they have to resort. Kill it with fire. Yeah, just like, what do we do? We'll just fire every single bullet we have in Japan at it. And then they have to like resort to those scientists. Whereas then Shin Godzilla is similar too, where it it was like 2017? No, I think it was 16. Okay. Godzilla shows up on shore and then it goes back in the water and then people have no idea what to do. Is is it a guy in a suit for that one or do they just emulate that with CG? It's CG, CG, I think. They do some puppetry with it as well, but, um, but like the way that Shin Godzilla plays out, it's like, it's like a Law and Order episode. I, I, I would say, I would say, I would say. It's like but West it's like, Wing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like the West. It's like if in the West yeah. Wing, if in the West Wing, Godzilla showed up for an episode, but it's like yeah. a two-hour uh, episode. Uh, it's un- unbelievable. Did you guys watch um the the Godzilla King of Monsters sequel? Yeah. It's I think it's far superior than the first one, but there's still story elements that I don't really like. Than the first. However, one, the yeah, monsters yeah. themselves, I. I they just, they look so, they look so good, good in that they film, the so monsters. <laughs> they sacrificed the story for making the monsters look good. Whereas in like Shin and this one, the story works. Since yeah. the story works so well, it's fine that the monsters don't, I guess in this one, just monster. Uh, it doesn't look the greatest. Because a lot of like Godzilla movies, they do play into that as well, where like the story doesn't like quite hold up. Sometimes they have like aliens involved and stuff like that. There's one from the 90s where like, 
the spirit of someone's daughter is infused into a rose that also has Godzilla cells in it. And then Godzilla fights the giant rose ghost spirit. And it's great. <laughs> it's one of the better ones. <laughs> it's one of the better ones from the 90s. Um, so yeah. That's, I mean, that's like, not, what, you, what you just said is outrageous, by the way. It's outrageous, but it works in a Godzilla movie and it works in the, in the world of it. Some of them are wild, some of them are more grounded. One of the ones where, like, it was, it was a big deal at the time, um, Godzilla versus Destroya has the death of Godzilla and Destroya is a monster that is made from the oxygen destroyer that appears Ooh. in this movie. Yeah. So this so like they kind of use it as like a kind of like, oh the oxygen destroyer is back and it's better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like the devil. You know what? Spe speaking of the oxygen well, destroyer though, like it was a it's a tiny ball, right? In this film it's a very tiny ball. Mm -hmm. How much power does that thing have? Because it destroys the fish tank. We know that. Not and somehow thing. that tiny little ball it manages to get all the oxygen out of the ocean. So it kills Godzilla for sure. Then how much ocean life does it also kill? All of it. There is no longer a fishing industry in Japan after that. <laughs> well, I mean, no fishing <laughs> that was already because of Godzilla. He was eating everything. Don't Ate forget all the that. fish. Once there are no more fish in the sea. Godzilla will attack you and me. I wasn't sure like how I would feel about like revisiting the first one. Cause like that's usually the one that I don't go back to rewatch a lot, but it's like it's like it's very it's very good and like it gives you enough <laughs> of everything, it gives you like enough of the monster, it gives you enough of the people, and you get a sense of like how everyone's gonna react and stuff like that. And it's like I like how sincere you really said that. Good. You just go, it's yeah, it's, it's really good. I've I felt that. This note here, um, Godzilla's really cool. Godzilla's super cool. Fuck Godzilla's cool. Oh, no, here's a real one. I really liked in the first or second meeting after, um, what's his face? The guy from Seven Samurai. He's talking about how we have to like believe these fishermen people or it's the time when like he's actually seen Godzilla and he brings up like, there's some things we can't explain. There's been giant footprints found in the mountains. I'm like, oh, he just brought up Yetis. That's pretty cool. And they kind of like yeah. helps the Godzilla thing in at least make it so that we can interpret it. Cause like we have all these like Loch Ness monster, Sasquatch, all these myths. So by mentioning the Yeti, it kind of just makes it so like, oh, I completely understand the lore of Godzilla immediately. That line still stood out to me as well, just because like it kind of plays with like lore, mythology, where it's like, oh, these things can exist. Cause it's playing it really straight. And then like with that line alone, you could argue that like, that's how they justify the yeah. existence of a giant lizard creature. It grounds the whole thing. I mean, I love that this film is played straight throughout the whole thing. I, I think that's what solidifies it as a classic. It makes the monster, it makes Godzilla more respectable because they take it so serious. You could yeah, be like, oh, that's charming looking or oh, that's, that's cute. But you, you feel more for Godzilla because it is taken so seriously as a film and as a subject. The acting's really, <laughs> really good. Really, it's just like, like that's... The, act, the acting's good. This, like, the main dude whose name I will never remember who's also in Seven Samurai. So he's in both those movies. So he's definitely mm. probably an A-lister at the time. Those are two mm. of the biggest budget movies in the world. I'm oh, sorry, in uh, Japan. If he's like one of your stars in Godzilla, then I'm sure all the other actors are also probably top tier Japanese actors and actresses at the time. He's um, the Alec Guinness of, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, like Alec Guinness in the in first Star Wars. Star Wars. 
was he like brings the only that bit of actor. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. We call him Godzilla. Godzilla has been a thing for sev- almost 70 years now. Yeah, it's and outrageous. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing. I wish Godzilla, I had Godzilla puts the, asses um, in the seats. Godzilla fucks. Like, he's just been cradling <laughs> in, like, movies. Like, just, Godzilla's, you said there's a, he fights a, a flower petal. Like, he's fighting flower petals. And you're like, yeah, hey, like so well. it's, that's, that's amazing. Well, also, <laughs> think about, dude, think about this. Like, how many people probably know who Godzilla is or Everyone. what Godzilla is? Everyone. Never seen, never, but never seen the Godzilla yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's probably very common. Godzilla's a fucking icon, my guy. But, like, Godzilla's up there with like, Dracula, that, um, Godzilla, Frankenstein, Godzilla. <laughs> I do find it interesting that the 56 version really helped it. Even though it changes the story beats around, it brought it to an American audience, which kind of they gravitated towards it. And that's kind of what helped it just thrive outside of just Japan for yeah. decades. Yeah. Now let's have it, Steve. What about this monster story of yours? Well, it's big and terrible. I recommend it's watching like, the '56 one soon while Godzilla is still fresh in your mind. Not cheaper. It's 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 quicker. It's it's ten minutes like, shorter. Well, is that? But it's also yeah. just what they did because it's literally they hired um, Raymond Burr, who was uh, Perry Mason, Ironsides, and the bad guy in Rear Window, and it's just he's the main character. He's able to um, they establish he's a narrator, so he narrates over a lot of different scenes. It basically like added this one character who's like his friend there so he'll go to a scene and the people will be speaking their lines but it's in japanese without subtitles and then he'll turn and say my japanese is a little rusty could you explain it and then that guy explains the scene to him so you can just follow along the whole time it's like it's really smart like unfortunately that kind of makes it so it's not as cool as godzilla because in the godzilla movie it's like the first scene godzilla blows up a boat in this one, it's uh, he's like wakes up from the rubble. He's like, "This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination." Maybe you should, oh, don't yeah, don't they, forget they, about they Mothra, because Mothra has those two miniature twin girls. That can yeah, speak Mothra's to the, great. Speak to the and so monster. is Rodan. Rodan is probably yeah. my favorite go- a Godzilla. Is, that a, is Rodan a three-headed one, or is that the other one? No, that's, that's, uh, that's one starts with a G. Rodan's the, the pterodactyl. Rodan's the bird. Oh, is that the turtle? But, wait, but he's got like a spiky nose, right? Yeah. Which which one's the tortoise? Angurus. I'll believe you. From <laughs> he's in he's in uh he's in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla for a spell. Yo, uh, Sean, he, why don't you have a Godzilla half sleeve? I, I just love that the tortoise, oh, tortoise oh, basically flies in the air, spinning, and that's his attack. He's also the first, I think he's the first villain. Angurus is like the first villain in the Godzilla sequel, uh, Godzilla Raids Again. Which is a different Godzilla, let's not forget. We gotta, okay, so let's yeah. do some more points about the original movie, and then Sean, yeah. I'm just gonna pick Go your on fucking brain on uh, Godzilla lore. Because we're, we're yes, we're definitely we definitely are going off towards other Godzilla movies here. Let's let's wrap up the original, yeah, and then we'll loved, go down. I really like the opening of the movie. I think it really set the tone really well. Because like you're kind of wondering what's going on, just ships are randomly exploding, and then like there's the mystery aspect of it. But they don't like they don't elongate the mystery of it either. Yes, they don't wait till the um, third act to show it. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. 
like they don't like leave they don't like hold their cards like and leave Godzilla until like the last like 30 40 minutes or so it's like these ships are exploding like with and the fishing industry is like huge in Japan and it's like a huge like blow to the economy what the fuck is happening like, Godzilla's <laughs> supposed to represent like their reliance on like nuclear power and stuff like that when really he yeah. like uh, like the Japanese reliance and it's like a criticism of like nuclear power in general and stuff like that they don't like go like oh like America is evil because of what they what they did like they criticize their own culture and their own reliance on there's that thing too where they like they casually talk about Nagasaki there's the three people on the train reading the paper and they just casually talk about Nagasaki we would never have like, that like insight on what the public uh, of Japan was really thinking about Nagasaki from anything we read or anything. And that's why it's very interesting that it's so close to when we drop those two guys. So, I mean, that part also is just fascinating just to think about from a historical perspective. I was going to say, even, even though he's underutilized Dr. Sirozawa, like his, his motives are really interesting because he, he is a, he's a sane mad scientist. Like I said, in the uh, opening, he knows what he's doing is dangerous and he wants it to be used for good only it's a very gray area about how it's used and that's why he just can't deal with it he has to just say i can't yeah, ever even, let this go literally, out literally this can't is, live with this himself this is going either. to go in a bad direction no matter what i do that's what's interesting then also because we had mentioned with the paleontologist how he says no we should not kill godzilla we must learn from him that's like the setup but then they don't they end up just having to kill it because it's so destructive and hurting everyone. So it's very interesting that those two different perspectives and both are valid. And then they just go, oh no, we're gonna go this way. It's very realistic of how things would actually happen. Like yeah. Some people are gonna be disappointed. Yeah. I guess it's interesting too, because the paleont, I, I forget his name, unfortunately, the paleontologist, he kind of like goes away in the third act of the movie, but you don't like, and then they come back for a little bit, like, but you don't, you're not like, oh, when, where are we gonna see his? It's like, no, his like storyline kind of ends. And then this whole, yeah. this new one picks up, and it's a very interesting narrative beat that happens. He, there's he's, not just he's basically there with the audience character. at that point. Yeah, there's not that just one watching main character. the inevitable just, happen. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting like, point. Says like we shouldn't be like we shouldn't kill this monster. Everyone wants to kill this monster. We should like study it and uh, learn from it. And then I I think after that is the is the like the twenty minute destruction scene. Mm, yeah. So it's like. You're, you're played into you're played into like his perspective of like this is what we should be doing with this creature but then it does it's then like, the creature no, yeah. does like this unspeakable like horrific thing destroys an entire like city um and then you're just kind of like not like the rest of, and then because his story is now over we we go into the next aspect yeah. which is his, like, his how do we, is no longer viable yeah after something like that like it's hard to justify keeping something that unpredictable and that destructive alive. God, metaphors. They they also show like it, it it's 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 way too hard to let Godzilla just roam around freely because of all the radiation he causes to mm, like yeah. there's these regular people and they're showing it these little kids that at one point um a mother dies on screen oh yeah and the kid Jesus. is just bawling like she's covering her face probably because oh. they're gonna add the uh sound effects later but you, you get that you, emotion i thought you meant the other mother that died holding her three children oh, yes. that's right that's <laughs> that too. Yeah. Like a, lot, a yeah. lot of people die at the very beginning um you see two get crushed yeah i'm um, one of the their son I, I think it's the son he runs outside 
um and then the father almost goes outside and then he's like ah he's he like yeah. he's scared and he backs away and then he hugs his wife yeah. and that's the last you see of them yeah and then the house that godzilla fucks up too that's great but also that's where we get our first shot of godzilla you just see his leg you only yeah. see his leg in the first song. It's, right. it's, a, it's a blink and you miss it type of situation. I, re, I So I actually um, rewound. Rewound? Rewinded? I rewound. I went back a couple frames. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to play it back twice because it, it's a little hard because it's in black and white. So everything kind of meshes a little bit. Like, you know, yeah. you, you know you saw it, but I have the power you, of rewind. You see so like, something. Oh, I'm just going to check. And yeah. that, I think that's, that is what makes it um, an, like just the perfect monster reveal because you see something. You don't know what it is. It's you so think subtle. it's probably a creature, but you're unsure. But also, you and, see something, but you're not sure you see something. We literally both rewound it to make sure we saw yeah. something. <laughs> but yeah, could do that in 1954. That's for sure. Not do that. Yeah, <laughs> seen that in the movie yeah. theater or even on TV. You have to watch it a couple like, times. Objectionist, please rewind. So, yeah, uh, just yeah, Godzilla. It's, it's very cool. good. It's very good. How does this? Where does this rank among uh, Godzilla movies for you? After like rewatching it, I think I'd say it's like definitely up there. I would say like it's probably in the top five because it kind of has to be. I don't know if I would even go top three because I'm a mm. real sucker for like those like early '90s ones. Okay. Like I'd say number one is uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from 1991. The reason why Godzilla '54 is so good is because we are still talking about it today, and we're we're still talking about the character Godzilla. It's the definition of the word classic. It's. Yeah iconic it created one of the most if not the most iconic monster ever movie that launched like a that literally ever? like yeah. almost literally a thousand ships like they caught lightning in a bottle and they've just yeah. been slowly like letting that lightning back out every now and then but that's that's the thing though like there's movies over time there's some movies that just completely work and that's i mean that's mm. the magic of it yeah. every year there's these movies that you're just like i'm gonna watch that for the rest of my life. And that's a great that like every year we say, oh yeah, that, that one right there, I'm gonna watch that forever. I love that thing. <laughs> and then Godzilla is just one of those things. Godzilla is so good that I can just keep it on in the background and not have to worry about understanding what they're saying. Yeah. Mm. I, like, mm. you, you know by the sound, like, like, what's happening? Couple... <laughs> you, don't, you don't need the dialogue. You don't need to read what they're saying because the emotions of the characters are represented even across, I, I feel like our, our last film, Border, same, same situation. The emotions of the characters, even though it's a different language, you get what they're feeling. Yeah. Both really good performances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love the charm of it. Like, I just love a guy plodding around in a suit, destroying miniatures. Mm, it does have that wonder. It has that movie magic wonder about it. They're like, yeah, like, why not make a huge movie like this? Yeah. I, like I really, I just really enjoy the. <laughs> I just, I just the, really like Godzilla, guys. <laughs> I just really like it. I just really enjoy it. No, like, I just love yeah. the the flying around in suits and all this kind of stuff. Like, there's just something. Like they don't even have to be good. Like there's a couple of like the the early <laughs> these like seventies ones that you may watch, and like the suit is like a fucking mess because they have no budget. Because, like, at certain points, like, Godzilla goes through phases and, like, there's, like, and the suit gets mangled and fucked up. That's, that like, a lot of French leaders. Like, uh, James Bond's the same way. Like, a lot of James Bond movies are yeah. just so silly. But I like watching them just because 
Like I like seeing these stupid gadgets. I like seeing what's special. Like when he does the jetpack in uh, from Russia with Love, I think it is. Like he, they actually had a guy in a jetpack. They just, they hired him for two days to just to film him do this, and it's like that's awesome. Besides me gushing, I don't know if anyone got their closing thoughts in. I ha- I I like. Carl I has to go. Carl has to go crash his car. Yeah, I. I Carl, Carl can always car. have his thoughts. Um, on a later date, just no. just go go to a. I won't. I won't. I, I won't include it. I'll airdrop you that's my final it. thought. It's, don't bother. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just a guy standing in front of a man dressed as a lizard, asking for final thoughts. So it's hard to judge this movie as like its own individual movie because of how iconic it is and because it sprung Godzilla. Because if you, I'm just trying to think about it in the sense that if it was just like a one-off thing and if it was just like, so this is the movie, a, a, the creature comes out of the lagoon of sorts, like as a monster movie and it wasn't Godzilla, like, is it a good movie? And then I came to the conclusion that that's irrelevant because it is Godzilla. It doesn't matter if it's like, well, I'm watching it. We are saying like, I see the leg move by the house a little bit. It's like, oh, what was that? Oh, that was Godzilla. I just saw Godzilla. Oh, if that was just like on its own individual shot, like, would that be like a good movie? It's like, no, it's amazing because I know what's behind that. I know what's in store. I know Godzilla is going to destroy Tokyo. And I'm going to enjoy and smile throughout the whole thing because I love when that happens. This movie falls in line a lot with the James Bond movies, a lot with a lot of franchise movies that we've been talking about. In James Bond, he's gonna have some gadgets. There's gonna be two girls. One of them is gonna double cross him and be evil. And he's gonna end up with the second one later on in the closing shots. There's gonna be uh, cool cars. Uh, there's gonna be M, Q, like all these things that I just love on my plate. Like I love having my steak, mashed potatoes, and uh, green beans. I want that on my plate. Sometimes it's not cooked as well. Sometimes the marinade's not as good, but I'm still eating steak, mashed potatoes, and green beans. And Godzilla has all that stuff. I get to see this fire-breathing monster destroy Tokyo. And I love eating it up. But I've given my final thoughts and I've gushed it off. So Andrew, you're gonna, you're gonna wrap us up because you brought us, brought us to this dance. Fair enough. You brought us to this dance. Little did you know that Sean has been studying dance for 20 years. <laughs> I enjoyed this, this dance very thoroughly. It's, it's, a, it's only 96 minutes long, and it, it kind of just it flows very well. I, I feel like they hit, they hit it on all cylinders somehow. Like the, the monster, apart from the eyes, the monster's great. The special effects are are manageable um the story is serious which i think that's one of the bigger aspects as to why it still holds up today is because the story isn't just your run-of-the-mill b movie plot that a lot of american 50 movies had where you know it would be a a lot of talking and very little monster this this movie mm-hmm. the monster uh, it starts off slow, but then once it's cooking, he is just rampaging throughout the entire countryside, <laughs> destroying things left and right. Um, you're, you're getting 
your emotion from your characters. You're, you're feeling for the monster himself because he's kind of just, he's innocent in this. He was bombed. Like he was probably, I think they say he was sleeping probably, minding his own business. He's and then an the, the nuclear testing an exactly. uh, H-bombs. He's, he's more of an animal than a monster, which True. is an interesting distinction. Yeah. I think, I think he's this creature that's, um, that, that's where a lot of movies go wrong. It's like, like they'll start with um for for uh Jurassic Park. Let, let's do that parallel. In the first Jurassic Park, they are animals. They are creatures. Mm -hmm. They are just they are innocent creatures, just like Godzilla. But unlike I feel like a lot of Godzilla films presently and throughout the years, the creatures from Jurassic Park become monsters. Like they're the scary boo monsters that you have to hate. Whereas you always kind of root for Godzilla, even when he's kind of the villain, you're still rooting for him in this film to survive. That's interesting too, because in the newest one, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, like they have all the monsters trapped and then they let him out. Whereas with this one, we disturbed him. Like we uh, invaded his home of sorts. And it's, it's a, you get a true. different perspective when it's like, oh no, we accidentally disturbed this because it was peaceful prior, just minding its own business. And then we've went too far and it came at us versus in the new one, we've trapped all these things and then they break free. So we don't really have like, we're like, oh, it's so fuck humans. They, they brought this on themselves where in this one, it was an accident. Like we didn't, they didn't go out seeking Godzilla. They accidentally fucked with Godzilla and that caused these events to unfold. They do a nice job of um, giving you a sense of how ancient he is too, because the uh, I forget mm -hmm. what yes what shell or what creature it is, but it's like this is extinct. How is it here? Yeah, it's like that thing you see in fossils from time to time. Yeah, I think it's literally like the fossil icon for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I, um, I kind of speculated I was going to enjoy this film because I did watch all those films, all the Godzillas back in the day in you probably from intermediate school to the end of high school whenever they would show it on sci-fi and i'm very happy that i'm happy that we all like the film but it's like it's like it's very it's very good